Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to today's episode of Uncaped Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit back, relax, and meet yet another amazing individual that we're going to have the opportunity to gain some knowledge and wisdom from today. My name is Stacy Johnson. I'm honored to be here with you and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cass, how are you today? I am doing well. The weather here is doing some really trippy stuff, so I am interested to see what happens. But I'm doing great. Looking forward to the conversation. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. You know, I spend some time. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time on the news, right? I don't spend much time in the TV world and, and all the things that are going out there because I just choose not to give that any of my energy in the day, right? But when you look out there and you see all this, negativity the world wants to believe is real and this is taking over and it's encompassing and then we get to have these conversations and share this wisdom and knowledge and light with these amazing people from all over the world how do we, how can we do any better cast to pull that light and shine this world what what's your drawing this do you, do you see the light under the dark i think that part of what this does I know what it does for me is that it brings out the light, right? We get to talk to the most amazing people, and they do. Right? We've talked multiple times about the fact that listening to people's stories brings out the extraordinary in the ordinary, right? So that right there is light in itself. So I think that everything that happens on this show is, is light. I like that. I will be the donor of light any time. So without further ado, let's just show on the road. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a beautiful lady joining us today from Denver, Colorado, Crystal Holmes. How are you, Crystal? Welcome. Thank you. I, I am excited to be here. I was just busy listening to you and forgot I was even on this podcast as a guest. I was just listening to you two talk and all peaceful. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, how about you kick us off? Tell us who is Crystal, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can we connect with you? Well, I am, I am a feng shui master and an interior designer and a clutter expert. So I spend all day, every day, working with entrepreneurs to help them design a workspace that they love, um, even if they suck at it. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, how do you I, think I enjoy my work. how do you think creating that working environment like that affects their business ability and their management ability? Well, I it it energetically it it gets them into alignment with the the vision that they are trying to create or or it trying to manifest, right? They have the vision, but they're trying to really manifest it into existence. So I help them energetically get into alignment with that to make it easier for them to manifest so that it's not all such a struggle swimming upstream to, to have the life that you want. That's beautiful. I love that space. You know, one of the coolest things we've learned, Crystal, in this podcast is how much space there is in the world being provided for people. You know, hey, let me help you out with that. Let me stand beside you with that. Let me come along over here and we can work through that together. Amazing to me. Yeah. To see all the things, yeah, that people do and are willing to help other people out and get comfortable with. 
So how much, right. how much reservation? How much reservation do you get from people when you come in and go, okay, we're going to change your space? Um, well, usually they come to me because they want to change their space. So <laughs> I don't really get a lot of reservation about it. Um, what we usually get is that they're stuck. You know, they're just stuck in clutter. Um, they're stuck in their thoughts. They're stuck in their beliefs. Um, they're stuck in the physical clutter in their space. And, and sometimes they do get into resistance to, to shifting it, even though they want to. Um, but often that's more of just like the stagnant energy of the clutter has hold of them, and it's just very hard for them to get motivated. Mm. Right. I can stagnant it. Being a- yeah, stagnant <clears throat> energy is like quicksand for for you as a person, as a business owner, just as anyone. It's just, yeah, it just sort of sucks you in. So often it might feel like resistance, but it's really just that stagnant energy. Hmm. Very interesting. I, I appreciate that. Like, do you uh, travel to Texas? <laughs> well, all the work that I do, I actually, when I, when I first started my company, um, I was living in Hawaii and um, I had, I was actually on my own healing journey at that time and I was working with a bunch of women all over the globe. And so I really started my company as online um, so that I could work with more because I was living in Hawaii and most of my clients were on the mainland. So um, I, I started working with people virtually. Um, so I have, I have plenty of clients in Texas and all over the rest of the world as well. <laughs> that is fantastic. So let me ask you a question in a, a different direction. Right. Throughout sure. your, your journey, um, mm-hmm. you know, to to being that woman that you are today and all the places and people that you have met and things that you have done, have you developed your own definition for what a hero is? And is there someone in your life and journey that fits that description for you? Um, lots. Uh, I would say my heroes are mostly sheroes, to be quite honest with you. Um, and they have all been women that have lifted me up higher. Um, my life started out not so great, not so easy. Um, I grew up in an incredibly abusive household, and so I had a lot of I had a lot of beliefs about myself that were pretty pretty shitty, to be honest, <laughs> and. The heroes are always been the women that have lifted me up to show me a different version of me. Um, the woman that they see that maybe I don't. Um, I have had quite a few of them in my life. Uh, my stepmom was probably my first uh, hero when I was nine. Uh, I had a, what I would call a Hanai mom in my 30s who was also a hero to me in the same way to really just lift me up and show me what she saw 
And that allowed me to see a lot more of what I was really capable of than the smaller person that that had already been shoved in a box, right? Beautiful. Hmm. I love that. I love the concept you have of a of a hero that just is somebody that lifts you up higher to show you what you can be. <clears throat> I've been so humbled in these interviews. You know, I think when we very first started this podcast, we all, the society, had this concept of hero, and the world has taken this more. As we have met people from around the world, <clears throat> the concept and definition of hero is so humbling from everyone because they're not those caped crusaders that slide into the middle of the night with big money and a big corner office and save the world. There are these amazing people that come alongside and do incredible things in our lives to show us who we are and who we can be. It is so humbling to hear the story and hear the concepts. Thank you for sharing that part of your journey with us. I appreciate that. Absolutely. As you've You're walk, welcome. As, as you walk to here, right, through that, through the abuse, and you've come to the other side, and now you, you teach people to have an environment that's about peace and about moving forward. What's a life lesson that you learned along the way that you feel like everybody ought to get the chance to know? Oh. You are worth the journey. I don't think, I know I didn't believe that for most of my life. But when I started to believe that I was worth it, that I was worth investing my own time and my own energy into putting me first in my own life, uh, everything changed for me then. So I like people to know that they are worth all the hard work that it takes to get here. I love that. You know, I think I think one that's one of the things so many times it's missing is that own sense of your own worth. Huh? Yeah, it's easy to put a I value on <clears throat> people around you, but uh, we don't give ourselves the same grace. Yeah, yeah. It took a long time for me to to rebuild that. Right, mine was stripped for me very systematically as a child, um, and it I it. I had to build that back up. <laughs> but yeah, I think you're right. We don't we don't often even acknowledge our our worth. Amen. I heard a a wise man one day said if you don't increase in the believe in the value of your own worth, no one else will either. Yeah. Yep. That's a very powerful. Yes. Kathy, where does that take you, my friend? I was just thinking that, for the record, I have to say that your your journey through the the abuse and through to where you are is beautiful. Thank that you. Ass. Congratulations. <laughs> so let me ask you one more question: If you had the opportunity to put one line of wisdom to the world, 
on a T-shirt. What would it say? Oh, one line of wisdom on a T-shirt, huh? Declutter your mindset. (laughs) I love that. Expand on that for us. Yeah. Well, one of the things I've learned um, and, and teach and tell everyone is decluttering is really the ultimate form of self-care. Um, your space is a reflection of you. Everything you buy, everything you own, right? The reason we do that is because of what we think and what we believe, right? It's our personality. It's me. It's just an expression of who I am. But often it's more of an expression of the limiting beliefs that we have um, that we're holding on to. And so when we go through and declutter the physical space that is constantly mirroring those negative beliefs to us, it frees us up to bring in something that reflects something different so that we don't have to constantly be faced with those beliefs of, of lack of self-worth or you know, scarcity or obligation or all of those things. We can just create an environment that we love that reflects that and allows us to just love ourselves. Mm, I think that's so beautiful. You know, I, I think I've heard Cassie more than once refer to that that decluttered space in your mind, that place you have to clear out as your echo chamber. You know, and, and what's bouncing off the walls in there? What's echoing in there? What do you need to get rid of and, and fill up with something else? You know, I yeah. love the concept of decluttering. Right when you look at a closet, you're going to clean out that closet. And you just open the door and go, I'm done. Got to clean the closet out. The first thing you have to do is make a really big mess in the room that it's in. Right? As you, as you unpack all the things in that closet. But then you do get to choose what goes back in there and how it stacks and what stays and what goes. So the, the process itself is, is cleaning, it's like cleaning out that closet in your mind and in your heart. Yeah, it really is. I know I heard a reference the other day about this. And this lady was talking about cleaning out her house, you know, and she was like, I have boxes of all of this, all this stuff. And, you know, my my kids, all their stuff from the years, right? She's like, I can't just throw away all those years. And the lady that was helping her was like, but you have to make room for them to grow. Right. It's, all of that is, ob- I call it obligation clutter when I talk to clients about that same stuff. It's obligation. And I am guilty, too, as a parent. I was guilty, I'll be honest. And he has a funny story about this because um, it was a couple of years ago now, um, right, way back when I left, I moved away from Colorado, and I had had all the kids' stuff that I had saved, right, my kids were graduating from high school, but I still had all of their elementary school stuff. And I moved, and an ex actually kept about half a dozen or about a dozen of boxes of my stuff for like 10 years. I wrote them off, like completely, and just released them, right? And I came back to Colorado for a visit, and I got in touch with, well, we got in touch with each other, and he finally, after almost a decade, gave me these boxes back. Right? (laughs) So I went through these boxes with my children who are now grown. um, And I'm going through these boxes and my, like my 30 year old son and my 32 year old daughter are like, yeah, mom, I don't, 
I don't need my math homework from first grade. Like, I don't need these pictures. Like, they were just <laughs> talking. And it was such a, a, a wake-up call for me, right, to be like, yeah, why did I think that this was so important? There was a handful of things that were important. You know, they had books published in, like, the first grade through their school or whatever. You know, those little things. But boxes and boxes of crap was just, yeah, they don't want it. It's okay to let go of it. <laughs> what I say to people now, just they're not going to want it when they grow up. They are not going to care. And it doesn't, in not having it, isn't going to make your kids think you didn't love them. That's a good point right there. Right, that just because you didn't keep all that doesn't mean you don't love them. My yeah. husband and I re- recently relocated to Texas from New Mexico and moved out of a house that we pretty much raised our kids in. And we found those very boxes. You know, in each one of their closets was a box full of stuff that they had had growing up. And, you know, bowling yeah. pins that everybody signed from a birthday party and and trophies for all kinds of things along the years. And then I had my own box in my closet full of those very things you're talking about, right? That first paper they wrote on the big chief tablet. <laughs> um, I still remember walking through those very moments and the same thing. And I told all three of them, okay, here, this, it's yours. You get to decide what happens with this box. Right. And they pretty much universally throw them in the trash because they don't care. Right? They know you love them without that box. <laughs> But it's it's just human nature. It's human nature to collect and hoard. Yeah, right. So let me ask you this. How much of that collection and hoarding do you think is generational? Right in the last year, we've relocated my, I've lost, we've lost my father-in-law and and that relocation of, not really relocation, but the go-through of the things that he owned. My father has passed away. My mother and my stepdad have moved into assisted living. And as we went through their stuff, holy cow, the things that they held on to. And I began right, to wonder 95% it really... of it was junk, was, I would bet. I, 95% of what we own is clutter. Hmm. Hmm. If I just had to say an average of people across the world, you know, based on my own experience of working with clients for 20-plus years, if I just had to say a statistic of if you look at your home, I don't really care who you are or where you live or what, yeah, probably 95% of what you own is clutter. Hmm. And how much thought do we put in as a people about our things and our status. Yeah. We don't. We don't think about it because we're so busy trying to keep up with the Joneses all the time, right? It's even an expression. Like, we have an expression for it. Keeping up with the Joneses. Buying a whole bunch <laughs> of crap you don't need is what that is, <laughs> right? It's mm. That you don't even like, probably. I mean, I define clutter differently than most people, probably, so... But, yeah. But that's your job, right? That's what you do. You're the, the clutter queen, right? You help people <laughs> understand what it means to them. Do you find that clutter yeah. means something different to different people? Um, well, once I define it for them, it becomes a, like an eye-opening experience for them. So, yes, I would say so. Because a lot of people, when they think of clutter, they think of their trash, 
right? And when I define clutter and I say clutter is anything you don't need, use, or love, now what comes to mind? Right. No use or love. Wow, that's a solid question. Hmm. What a great way to look at it. So that's where it becomes eye-opening, yeah. I mentioned one time on one of these shows that your your environment, your personal space, right, is a direct reflection of how you feel. It is. I say that all the time. I, I say and that all the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it was met with some resistance, and I was like, I, I firmly believe that. You are absolutely right. Oh, trust me. I have I've made that same post on Facebook once as a comment to somebody, and you should have seen the vitriol um, mm. that came my way from that comment. Um, oh, my gosh. It was on fire, the stuff that people had to say. Um, and then way down at the end, there was a few people that were like, wow, look at all the projecting happening here. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Because we want to believe that we are a reflection of our environment. But we aren't. Our, reflection, our environment is a reflection of us. So when it's a shit show, <laughs> that kind of goes along with yeah. if the shoe fits, right? Right. It's just ah. a mirror. It's just yeah. a mirror. You know, I spent I years working in... I where the resistance came from. <laughs> right, because yeah. everybody thinks it's a judgment. It's yeah. not a judgment. It's not a judgment at all. It's just a fact. It, it's a barometer for, for what's going on. So when your home is a shit show, yeah, your life is probably a shit show. But it's because something internally is a shit show. But the good thing is that means you can fix it from any of those points. You can fix it from your environment or you can fix it with, you know, a couple of decades of therapy or you can, <laughs> you know, fix it in the world. And the easiest place to start is with your environment. I mean, it's much easier than doubling your income tomorrow just because you want to. Right. It's, it's more in your control. I love it. I'm having a great time with this conversation, ladies, and I could just keep having it. But we are regretfully at <laughs> a place where, in, with respect to you, Crystal, as our, as our guest, and with respect to our audience, we're going to have to find a place to wind down and value your time. I would love for our <laughs> audience to always remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If we can serve you in some way, if you want to share your journey and your story with us, you want to just need somebody to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say, please reach out to us at herobiller2020 and gmail.com. I'm going to start by saying, Crystal, thank you so much for your You're time, your wisdom, you know, and for the space that you provide for people. It's just, it's so cool and it's so needed. I'm, I'm honored to have gotten to know you today and to share your story. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Yeah. Do you mind if I give a gift to your audience while I'm here? No, but we are going to let you close out our show so you can gift away, my friend. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'm, going to give Cassie, I'm going to give Cassie a minute to close out, and then we're going to turn the stage over to you, all right? Cassie, awesome. how would you like to leave our audience today? With a challenge. All right, this conversation has been about decluttering and, and making your life more functional and not being so concerned about the things, right? So my challenge for our audience today is to rid yourself of one thing. 
you got to start somewhere. Start with one. Beautiful challenge. I love it. You like the greatest challenges. I hope somebody takes heed to that and just takes that first step. One thing. Beautiful. Crystal, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? That, thank you. Thank you, actually, for that challenge. I have my own proprietary decluttering method that I've developed over the years. And so if you go to declutteryourmindset.com, you can have that for free, and that will help you even more to on this challenge to start with one thing. Um, and declutter. Start treating your home like your best friend. It will absolutely change your relationship with yourself. <laughs>